This is Not Quite Dead, a gal pal horror movie discussion podcast. We do deep dives on our favorite scary movies, but sometimes we really just like to keep it shallow. I'm your host, Kate. I'm Megan. Get ready for all the spoilers. I can't believe I'm reliving this movie with my best friend, Kate, (laughs) on the best podcast ever. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is like a childhood dream come true. This movie feels like such a Megan movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm really actually excited to hear you say that because I want to know what that means. And I'm also very, like, proud of the fact that it feels like a Megan movie because I love it so much. And I really shouldn't. It's not great. It's good. It's not great. I I think that Bride of Chucky just has so much in it that feels like things that you would be drawn to or that I know that you love. Like, it's got this late 90s goth vibe to it. It's a campy, fun horror movie. Uh, it's got typo negative in the soundtrack. <laughs> Which is funny because they're not actually featured in the movie. They're not. <laughs> I was listening. I, I saw that it was on the soundtrack, but I didn't actually hear it come up. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed when I went, I, I, you know, I went back searching for them and, and it was always a disappointment to not find the song. I was like, if I just listen a little harder. But yeah, it's not in the movie. You're right, though. This movie... This movie, I feel like, sums up Megan circa late 90s. This is me. Yeah. Set the scene for us. What what were the late 90s like for Megan when this movie came out? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, as as everyone now knows, I've, I had been waiting my whole life to see a Chucky movie. I was so excited when I saw this trailer because I was like, oh, cool. They're, they're bringing it back. It's, like, cool to go see a Chucky movie. It's not, like... I have to go dig through Blockbuster and and set aside a new movie that's coming out. I This is the new movie. I get to get into Chucky. Um, so I was really excited about it. And it's, when I went to see this, I it was like my mind was blown away. I was just like, I think I love the vibe of this movie. I love the way this Jennifer Tilly lady dresses. <laughs> I think this doll is hot. Like it was a mess. (laughs) And I thought it was a, it was, it's a really cheeky movie. It's, it really knows what it is. And the sense of humor really vibed with a 13 year old Meg (laughs) at the time, 13, 14 year old Meg. (laughs) I can see that it is, it's a horror movie, but it's got such a good sense of humor to it. And I think it really feels like it's got that. 90s like irreverent kind of sense of humor um we were talking about how this came out after scream 2 came out and i feel like you see that these guys were like oh we have this franchise where we have this real smart aleck villain and people are really into like meta humor and being kind of off the cuff about things so like let's just bring chucky back and like turn it up to 11 yeah because yeah that was scream in a nutshell was just making a show or a joke of what a horror movie really is and what what create what makes a what makes a scenario for a slasher 
possible, you know, and then Mm -hmm. they, you know, they, they reminded us of all the tropes and Chucky was just like, I'm a fucking doll. We're going to have fun with this. We're even going to have a new doll so we can have more doll antics. And, uh, yeah, they really just dove headfirst into the franchise and just making such a show of what this, what this doll was like. (laughs) Again, again, as we've been kind of saying through all of these movies, this is not a scary movie. No, we're done. <laughs> we're done with scary yeah, movies. Yeah, we don't we don't do that anymore. Franchise for now, at least. And Kate, slow clap. Slow, slower. She got it. Her prediction was like spot on for this movie. Yes. Oh my gosh, I finally got it. I just needed to keep making the same prediction over and over and I would eventually get it because there are so many movies in this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do next now? I don't know. I need yeah. to like say something real goofy for the next one. Um, although Seed of Chucky already um, is going to be off to a bang given the end of this movie, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I know it was so funny because Kate was doing her prediction when we first started watching and I was like not gonna say anything it's like uh actually yeah you're right <laughs> you're exactly right turned out my prediction for Seed of Chucky was actually just my prediction for the third act like twist of Bride of Chucky <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when this came out I was a freshman in high school mm-hmm. um I went to go see it with um a girlfriend of mine her name's Melanie we we've known each other since kindergarten we've gone to school uh, together for so long and uh she she was really cool and and likes you know we went to go see a bunch of goofy movies together we saw mr bean together and nobody else that we knew gave a shit about about that type of movie so it was fun and i i loved the rob zombie intro song I had to look up who that was as soon as I left the theater. I'd never heard of Rob Zombie. I loved the way Jennifer Tilly dressed. It's very sexy. Ah, she's so hot in this movie. <laughs> and the doll is hot even. Like they yeah, I mean she it, the doll itself is ugly, like the face, but she does her makeup and her bleach blonde hair and she's got her cute boots and fishnet stockings. Yeah. The doll is ugly, but it's compelling. Yes. Like you wanna like look at this doll and like they they take this good good guy bride bridal doll. <laughs> <laughs> and once it's in good gal. yeah good gal doll and then once jennifer tilly's inhabiting it which jennifer tilly's name in this movie is tiffany tiffany valentine um but she's jennifer tilly um once her soul is in this doll um she just like gets that vibe like she's just so like jennifer tilly the whole movie yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i uh it's cute that her last name is valentine actually it is. the doll is the doll the the character um tiff is such a romantic she loves her horrible man (laughs) and i think i also liked that about this movie at the time i mean i was 14 i was super horny right like we all were (laughs) yeah (laughs) and this was this like hot doll or hot lady like into her boyfriend and and they're on like a murder spree together but like and it wasn't just that that I think that I liked about this character, obviously, because I'm not a murderer. There was so much fan art, I remember, with this movie. Internet was pretty new at the time still. And um, I pretty much used it 
when this movie came out just to look up fan art and print things out to oh, like stick cool. in my school folders and yeah. and and people were so obsessed with their relationship even though it's a really toxic relationship it's, it is but i can totally see why people would romanticize it it's she is one of those serial killer fangirls who'd be writing those guys in prison. Like, she's one of those people. She doesn't love Chucky for being Chuck. She likes him because he actually kills people. And she's a murderer also. Like, she has no issues with, you know, murdering a cop to get what she needs. She gets off on murder. That's, like, part of the whole setup of the of the movie is her sexuality and and what it does for her and Chucky. <laughs> She's the ultimate goth. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do a quick um, summary of the movie before we before we jump into some of these hot topics? Yeah. So this movie, uh, it did come out in 1998, which is seven years after Child's Play 3. But the events of this movie only take um, place ab- about canonically a month or two after the events of Child's Play 3, which, if you remember, Chucky was, again, totally annihilated at the end by a giant carnival fan contraption. <laughs> Common carnivals. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So in this movie, we have Tiffany Valentine, um, former girlfriend, lover of Chucky, brings him back to uh, life in doll form so she sews together his parts and does her own voodoo and brings him back to life and Chucky needs to get to a necklace that he's I guess had in Child's Play 1 although they did not make a big deal about it back then yeah they never mention it they never mention it and I honestly now that I'm thinking about it I don't know if they actually show it in a photo of him when he's in his grave, which they do in this movie. Yeah, so he has to go get this necklace because it's the heart of Dumbala, and this necklace will let them kind of skip over that canonical law that we have right now, which is that the first person who knows his secret is the only person who he can like swap souls with to get into a human body. This necklace of Dumbala will let him transfer his soul into anybody and uh through some shenanigans um he (laughs) he transfers tiffany's soul into this good gal doll as we call it uh and then they hustle two teenagers into taking them to a cemetery in new jersey so that they can get this heart of dumbala necklace yeah and we should we should comment on the location of this movie. It, it was thrown us for a loop while we were watching it, actually a little bit. But uh, I don't think the writers did a terrible job of making this make sense. I don't think it came out of nowhere. It did take a minute of Googling to kind of figure out what was going on here because in Child's Play 1 definitely took place in Chicago. like And Child's Play 2. Yeah, definitively Chicago. In the area, yeah. Child's Play 3 takes place at the Military Academy, which they actually don't give the location for. And I had foolishly assumed that it would just probably still be in the Chicago area. But they don't actually say that in Child's Play 3. And it could be. It could have been at that time. It's it's a made-up academy. Kent Military School. It's not real. So this movie takes place primarily uh, in the New Jersey and new york area mm-hmm. uh, i think the the city that's called out is um Le- is it langmore lockport. lockport lockport which actually is a city 
not far from Chicago, and that's what threw us off initially. Right. But when you look at John Ritter's, uh, the chief of police, John Ritter, uh, his patch on his uniform, it says Lock- Lockport, New York. And so now we know that this is happening in the New York, New Jersey area. Right. So, and there's a scene where these teens end up in the Niagara Falls area and the cemetery that they've got to get to is down in New Jersey. So we have left effectively the state of Illinois. We're in the New York, New Jersey area. And it's not totally wild. It, it could work. The writers have worked in that this is um, Charles's childhood home. Yeah. So his body was sent back to New Jersey to be buried there. Right. How his... <laughs> doll body ended up in police evidence in New York maybe the military school was in New York and that's how we can kind of like make that jump I think that there's there's what we have to assume there's some dots you can connect even if they're not the most clean no but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can (laughs) I I uh I do think that I appreciate so far the the franchise has done their work like they've tried to make that make sense as much as possible this movie does have some issues until it though. doesn't. Yeah. This, <laughs> they've done some work, but there are some there's some continuity issues in this one that are frankly a little sloppy. Oh my god, Kate. I wrote into the movie studio about these actually. There were two that I wrote in about. I was so upset because I love this movie so much. When this came out, uh when it was released you know to purchase on dvd or vhs i that day rented it actually on pay-per-view wow (laughs) (laughs) i rented it on pay-per-view and i watched it maybe three or four times that day maybe more actually i don't know because i rewatched it it's only an hour and a half long i think i might have watched it more than five times wow i don't know i wanted to get my money's worth before i lost it forever like (laughs) I wanted to just commit it to memory. Um, anyway, so I watched it so many times. I was very obsessed with this movie. And again, the internet was new. There's two major errors that I called out. One is when Jennifer Tilly is reading from the Voodoo for Dummies book. And she uh, Chucky tells her where to look for a certain spell. And he goes, chapter 6, page 217. Well, you look on page 217 and it's chapter 11. And I was like, you could have just changed him it's to so lame. 11. Like, that's super lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really lazy. So I, I did write the execs about that one, guys. The other one I wrote about is at the end of the movie when they finally get to Charles's body and Catherine Heigl rips the necklace off of the skeleton therefore separating the head from the vertebrae and he goes oh you broke my neck you fucking bitch (laughs) and then you look later and the head's attached again yeah and i wrote about that one it's a little sloppy so universal did get some feedback from me back (laughs) in 98 (laughs) oh man and there was another one that we caught while watching it together today which was uh there's the cop uh, the the scene with the cop and our teenage boy, Jesse, um, the cop finds this bag of weed that's kind of been planted in the van 
and they're having this tense exchange and the cop smacks the weed out of Jesse's hand, but then suddenly it's back in his hand and then wait, it's in Jesse's hand. It's just like (laughs) they could not keep track of where this bag of weed was supposed to go in this scene. It was everywhere. I I really appreciate Brad Dourif for doing every episode so far. I I had the biggest crush on Brad Dourif. On Brad Dourif and the Chucky doll. It was weird. <laughs> I think sometimes our like pubescent brains just lock on to things that we find compelling and just do, does weird stuff with it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I was very excited when I saw Brad Dourif as Grima Wormtongue in Lord of the Rings. I was like, oh, I'm so glad he's still doing like good stuff. You know, he came from one flew over the cuckoo's nest and then he did this and I was like I hope he does more than Chucky and he did and I'm just like I just love Brad Dourif I think he's an American treasure (laughs) he's a good character and I think that in this movie yeah in this movie I feel like it's just like so funny so good they're just really really leaning into the humor of Chucky in this one more than anything else and how goofy slasher franchises are there's a lot of leaning in in this movie it's very self-aware I loved how meta they got um right off the bat with references to other horror movies yeah we get this cool intro scene where Jennifer Tilly is getting the Chucky doll back from police evidence and also in the same police evidence in Lockport, New York, mm-hmm. is a Michael Myers mask. There's a Jason mask. There's a Freddy glove. There's the Leatherface chainsaw. There's a bunch of stuff just... And the camera lingers <laughs> on, on them like here and there. But it was cool to see like, oh yeah, there's like nods in the first like minute of this movie to all of these other big horror franchises. Yeah. And and that's kind of why that's part of the reason I think why I enjoy this movie so much is it's it's never really serious. It's really not serious yeah. at all. Lots of Easter eggs. I mean, there's the scene where the chief of police gets the the nails <laughs> like flown at his head and um only a homicidal genius would come up with that of course (laughs) and it looks like pinhead from the hellraiser series and chucky you know he's quipping he's like that looks familiar (laughs) (laughs) we also get a cool exorcist reference when chucky's head turns around on top of damien Yes. Damien. Damien from The Omen. Yeah, tons yeah. of stuff. And then the biggest too, of course, I mean, the title of the movie comes from this. We get actual film clips of this mm-hmm. in the movie is Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Universal really liked to lean into their archive for this one. Yeah, they're bringing out all their properties. But you know what? It works. It, it did. Yeah, I think if you're a horror fan and you're like, oh, you want to see something fun and like get to feel like you're – in the in club with all this knowledge yes. about horror movies like it feels like there's some like yes. i don't know good payoff for being familiar with horror like movies. they all like respect each other universal really marketed the shit out of this character like i went to universal horror nights that year um and one of the big features there was chucky mm-hmm. sitting in the crowd basically up on a balcony it was so cool because it's universal studios so like their halloween nights look badass like they have all the best makeup and special effects um, and they get really scary and they have all these cool character licenses right so chucky's like up on this balcony and there's a huge crowd underneath and i was 
what, like I said, like 14. Mm -hmm. And I was a dork. Like, (laughs) I was not a cool kid. But Chucky's up there shouting down insults to the crowd. Oh, my gosh. Like, picking people out of the crowd and making fun of them for being fat or ugly or, like, uh, gay-looking, whatever, right? Because it's the 90s and, like, Chucky's also a dick, right? And I was, like, so excited to see the Chucky doll, but also, like, very terrified he'd pick on me for having (laughs) acne or something. Yeah. (laughs) So I tried to hide, but... Um, yeah, man, I just, I was all over this movie and like, I wanted to consume everything the studio was throwing at us. (laughs) I really wanted this, like, like for my birthday, I wanted a birthday cake with Chucky printed on top of the cake. I was fucking obsessed, Kate. (laughs) Did you have any merch? Did you have like a doll or t-shirts or anything like that? I had a t-shirt. I bought a t-shirt from Hot Topic. And I bought a bunch of those like vinyl pants and skirts oh, yeah. and fishnet stockings. I have this picture. So all my friends, all my friends, all my friends, I had a handful of friends who were in like student council and a- uh, ASB. And that was who got to nominate the the winter formal court and the prom court. And I was nominated for winter formal, of course, because all my friends. <laughs> nice. Uh, and which was fine. cronyism. It was, it was a little cronyism. I uh, I didn't win, which is fine because I didn't think I should. But I had fun making my poster. My poster was all goth. Like we we everyone made a poster where each section of the poster you put what you did mm-hmm. in school that year, like freshman sophomore, um, and I I didn't do shit, you know. But I I was a smart kid. But I I was not like involved but my friends were were good to me and uh nominated me anyway but anyway I had done I I uh for each letter of the class uh period right so freshman sophomore junior senior I did like a gothic typeface in oh, like cool. black and red and then um everything was like dripping looking mm-hmm. and like watercolory and like gloomy. And then I took, I bought like a, like a feather boa from Michael's and glued it all around the edges. Like nice. it was just this little goth poster. Like, <laughs> just, How cute. Just like very much infiltrated my uh, adolescence. But no, I never bought any dolls. They were very like the ones that I saw were really dumb looking. Like his hair was always just like standing straight up yeah. and, yeah, the good ones were too expensive, so I I never did buy a doll. Man, my like experience with the Chucky movies, I feel like uh, Bride of Chucky was the first one I ever heard about or knew about, and I think I maybe saw one of the commercials on TV, but I really didn't. I didn't know a ton about it and I definitely knew I would never be allowed to see it. It was like one of those things where just watching anything advertised around it, I knew that it was like too adult for me. <laughs> I was like, this is a grown-up thing that's happening here. Yeah. This this movie really it's it's satirical kind of. Um mm-hmm. and it's cheeky, but it does really glorify murder. It, like it makes a point of it like oh yeah it, you know to the extreme on purpose yeah they even like talk joke about like how stabbings are boring <laughs> right and I have to imagine that this was like a mix of the like 90s culture in movies and just pop culture in general where um we've 
like seen a ton of horror movies by this point and so they're kind of poking fun at like you can't just stab someone like no one <laughs> wants to see that like you need to do something interesting like get our attention in this movie it's it's kind of picking apart horror for getting lazy right yeah yeah ju- not just horror for the sake of horror but that kind of like irreverence is all throughout this movie tons of 90s culture like pop culture references too I think my favorite pop culture reference is when Tiffany is trying to bring Chucky back at the beginning and she's using a voodoo for dummies book yeah it's it's pretty good (laughs) I I think I had a blank for dummies book I don't for sure I don't remember which I had but I think just like every household at least one. one yeah yeah I think we might have had like DOS probably because yeah some some like early computer one something yeah I I love uh the Martha Stewart reference I I, again like I find the Tiffany character so cute she's so domestic she wants to be domestic even though she's a psychopath and um she looks she loves Martha Stewart she loves Martha Stewart. She loves making Chucky his Swedish meatballs, which I'm still not over that Chucky's favorite food is Swedish meatballs. Like, what? It's it's a little weird. I, what is the story there? When did he first have them at Ikea? It's so funny and like one of those throwaway jokes, but then they like make it again. Like, like he eats Swedish meatballs multiple times in this movie. Yeah. I can't remember if they ever bring it back. I think the only movie that would make sense for it to come back would be Seed of Chucky. I, I don't sure. know if it does, though. <laughs> I do like the the domestic like interplay that they've got here. And I mean, one of the like plot points is these two teens one of them is a 17 year old girl they go and get married at one of those like drive through chapel type things and tiffany is super cute because she just really really wants to be married to chucky and he just does not want to marry her nothing to do with her (laughs) until she starts making him cookies i guess yeah she starts like baking for him and making him swedish meatballs and yeah putting out or whatever there's this line uh I'll make you look like Christian Slater on New Year's Eve. I I wonder if that would even resonate at all with anybody today. Absolutely not. It would have to be like, I don't know, who's a big partier now? I don't even think I'm up with like modern celebrities. We're out of the loop. I know. Um, I know. And then all these like new guys are are good people. Like, you know, Chris Evans, he's kind of new, right? Robert Pattinson, he's he's a good guy. (laughs) Do you, uh, do you know Charlie Heaton, who is, um, one of the buyer, he's the older of the buyers brothers from Stranger Things? Mm, yes. Big Coke problem. Okay, there we go. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He's been busted with Coke like multiple times. Oh, bummer. All right. So he can be the new Christian Slater. Yeah. (laughs) What about Jerry Springer? Do kids know who Jerry Springer they is? They must. That's he's he's an icon. Pretty classic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, because that's also referenced in this movie. I love when they're getting meta about Chucky, where they even talk directly about the doll and say, <laughs> oh, that good guy doll, Chucky, he's so 80s. He's not even scary. And I'm like, that's what people probably were saying when they were pitching this movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And it does make sense. I mean, it is kind of silly. Like, that's how a lot of people in the 90s felt about these franchises. They're just mm-hmm. stupid. And that's why we're making movies like Bride of Chucky and Freddy versus Jason and Halloween yeah. H2O. They're, they're goofy. Yeah. It's a good era to just be like, yeah, let's just take these things to their logical conclusion. <laughs> That's 
get weird with it. I think I was just so excited by the Tiffany character. I, I really love the... She she sort of completes the Kyle arc in a way, that, that, that character. You know, Kyle worked so well, I think, as a counterpart to Chucky in the, in, in the sequel. And then in our... In uh, Child's Play 3, we had the mom. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. She wasn't a mom. She just looked like a mom yeah. um, in the Army uh, Academy, Military Academy. And now we have an actual gal pal to hang around with Chucky and commit yes. murders with. It's, it's fun. <laughs> it's-, it's good because I feel like so many of the characters in previous Child's Play movies are too wholesome. And I think that Chucky really operates best when he's got someone to yell back at him. Yeah. And and she's now his size. They like, they're just two ugly dolls hanging out together. The ugly jokes are coming back at both of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jennifer Tilly's character, you know, before she's the doll and after is so fun. She is everything I've been wanting this whole time. I've like really felt like, there needed to be a serial killer. I, I kept saying fanboy. I should have been inclusive and said fangirl. <laughs> but that just seemed like so right in line with this franchise. I was really glad that it paid off with Jennifer Tilly of all people. Like she's just so fun and so committed to the bit. I loved the montage of her becoming the bride of Chucky and giving herself a little doll makeover. <laughs> it's so cute. It's really cute. <laughs> That's a cute montage. They also have a good one when she's stitching together the doll in the beginning. She just loves this doll. She she loves this man. She loves all dolls, too. It's very, very interesting that um, he gets transferred into a doll body. And I was kind of wondering which came first, chicken or the egg thing, where did she get really into dolls when she thought that Chucky had put himself into a doll or had she just always been into dolls and then it kind of worked out that they were dating when that happened but um, I loved how her creepy little trailer was full of dolls and doll parts well she was collecting news articles Mm -hmm. about what was going on so I I I kind of always pictured it being her realizing what was going on because her boyfriend was into voodoo (laughs) and realizing that the little boy was right Right. And then getting obsessed with dolls. Like, I need to be ready when Chucky comes home so that I have doll things for him. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. (laughs) Can we talk about the doll sex scene? Yes, please. (laughs) I was not... Okay, so early on in the movie, when it's just Jennifer Tilly as Tiffany, like, in human form, and Chucky, I looked at Megan and I said she's gonna fuck this doll (laughs) and I said nothing (laughs) and she said nothing to her credit uh and then when they both became dolls I was like it's not gonna happen but no (laughs) they gave us a very team America world police doll sex scene although it was classy and done in shadow silhouette classy (laughs) yeah it wasn't it's not it's like funny they did it to be funny yeah it is funny and and Kate you're actually the one that shed some light on uh on this little tidbit which is none of that was scripted yes I looked up <laughs> trivia after this movie and the in the original script there was no dialogue during the doll sex scene 
And while filming it, Brad Dorif and Jennifer Tilly asked if they could improvise some lines. And so all of the dialogue that you hear, all of those jokes and like little quips, all of those are 100% improvised and were not scripted. I'm all rubber. Yeah, so <laughs> good. So funny. Can you imagine if that had been silent? Like, I mean, it'd be the music, you see the shadow, and then you yeah. cut back. It would just be like a gag, but I think yeah. that... It was nice that these actors knew their characters so well that they could just be their characters and riff. Yeah. Yeah. Just make terrible sex jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Um, uh, But yeah, I I thought that was hilarious. And it was not, it didn't feel awkward because you're too busy laughing at it. Right. It's just so stupid. Uh, To dovetail off of that, how about that baby doll birth? (laughs) What? (laughs) It took maybe like what a day for him to gestate. I know. I they had doll sex, and then I was like, "Oh, well, this is where Seed of Chucky is going to come from." I didn't think that we were going to get the payoff in this movie, and this is where my prediction came true too early, which was, yeah, a day later, Bride of Chucky, she is like burned to a crisp and is like seems like she's dying in this cemetery, and this baby gross gross little baby just like shoots out of her and latches onto the cop's face at the end <laughs> this cop who is doing essentially nothing yeah not helping things yeah and poking her boobs he has these like gross little sharp teeth yeah it's gross another piece of trivia i read is that the the sounds that they used for um baby of chucky <laughs> seed of chucky <laughs> um were not human sounds but they were baby pig noises yeah. Yeah. They wanted it to sound inhuman. Yeah. Which it looked. I mean, it had sharp teeth. Babies don't even have teeth. That's frightening. The whole thing is super weird. <laughs> there was a lot of like sex or sexuality, yes. like we should say in this movie. Tons of it. Especially in the beginning. You start off with this doll fetish, right? She's like mm-hmm. rebuilding Chucky and also just looking very sexy at Chucky. <laughs> And there's dolls everywhere in her in her trailer. Right. And there's a a little like light BDSM mm-hmm. style talk with her and her lover, boyfriend. follower, boyfriend, yeah. whatever he is. <laughs> um yeah, D- uh, Damien. Yeah, Alexis yeah. Arquette is in this movie. Yes, uh playing um her lover Damien and she's got you know, kind of a, a dominatrix type thing to make him crawl on the floor and look for her lipstick is going on. And she chains him up in bed. And he speaks a little French to her. She, he speaks you, you, a little bad French to her. Let, let, me, let me say it and then you say it right. Le petit morte. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how he says it. <laughs> that's how he says it. Um, ooh, let's see. I haven't said anything in French in a long time. Le petit mort. Oh, there's no morte. There's no morte. It's just mort. It's yeah. just mort. Yeah. All right, Mort. <laughs> Le Petit Mort. Got it. Yeah, that's why in Bob's Burgers, it's funny that the, like, cemetery, or the, like, their neighbor guy who runs the funeral home, his name is oh, Mort, which means Mort. death in French. <sighs> so fucking smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they've got um, they've got Jennifer Tilly, like, dressed in, like, vinyl and PVC, like, mm-hmm. this whole movie. She, and, like, defines Hot Topic at this time period. Right. And, yeah, yeah there's just, like, that kind of fun, like, I don't know. It feels like a fun like romp of a movie because it's like kind of like sexy and like fun and funny and then Very like stupid people die in dumb ways. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. And we have quite a list. We really do. So at the beginning right away 
we have our first death is not by Chucky, but by Tiffany. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, she can dish it out as much as he can. Truly. I don't think she needed to kill this cop. <laughs> um, this is the cop that she's you know, bribing or whatever to get the Chucky parts out of evidence. And he's meeting her in this sketchy warehouse. And I'm like, this guy's a dirty cop. Like, I think it'd be fine to leave him alive, but she does slash his throat. Yeah, it's almost like she knows that she's going to turn into a doll and need to cover up her trail. <laughs> <laughs> They're very good at covering their tracks, this movie. They do. They they try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for 95% of this movie, people are convinced that these, like, <laughs> teens are, like, everything. are murderers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we also get to see Alexis Arquette get it right away. Yeah. Lots of Tiffany stuff right at yeah. the, right at the top. She's, she's such a, she's such a main character, which I love. I love that they're like, let's give Jennifer Tilly her due and just make her a main character in this. Yeah. That was a really good call. Just, I mean, casting her. Yes, for sure. They yeah. they were um, worried that they wouldn't get her, that she was too big to do this movie. Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. She, she had just done Liar, Liar, I think. Yeah, right? she had done Bound and Liar, Liar. So she was like doing pretty good at the time. And they were like, this is the fourth movie in the Child's Play franchise. And right. it had been seven years. So they were worried they wouldn't get her. Uh, for the role of Damien, who is played by Alexis Arquette, uh, they had offered the role to Marilyn Manson, who turned it down. Yeah. yeah. That would have been cool, too. But Alexis Arquette was great. Alexis Arquette was really good. And the death is so bizarre because he's, you know, chained <laughs> up in this bed and Ch- Chucky smothers him with a pillow and sits on the pillow. Yeah. He becomes, like, made of cement at that moment. <laughs> I know. So dense. Jennifer Tilly's able to lift him up so that he can play with her tits. She's just super the strong. scene. <laughs> Um, but Tiffany also gets it in this movie in the very beginning because, of course, she needs to be transferred into a doll so that we can have all the fun doll antics later. Uh, yeah, and she's been really like rude to Chucky at the beginning of this <laughs> oh, movie. It's so fun. she's been yeah. like she like locked him up and she was taunting him with this like little doll that she bought for him. She throws rice in his face. Yeah, <laughs> all because she realized that he didn't actually want to marry her. <sighs> yeah. Love her scorn. But he gets her while she's in her beautiful bathtub. Yeah. he. Uh, she's watching Bride of Frankenstein, of course. Mm-hmm. Crying watching Bride of Frankenstein she's because the monsters uh, really are, shouldn't, shouldn't have ever existed. And Chucky comes in and pushes the TV in her bathtub, which electrocutes her. So we get a really cool little Bride of Frankenstein reference when she rigidly shoots up out of the bathtub (laughs) with her arms extended. Yes, and I love that he's so good at voodoo that he doesn't need to go through all of the steps that she does in order to do the transfer. He's just like, he's locked in. Uh, And she comes back as a doll, and she's just so mad. She's so (laughs) mad. so funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's really silly when she comes back. She and Chucky is like, here's your ring. Now you have to listen to me. Of course, he still continues to be a misogynist asshole. He is this never whole stops. movie. He is this whole <laughs> movie. So we kick up the plot by Chucky says that he's got to get to this cemetery all the way in New Jersey. And Tiffany is like, oh, well, I've got this like neighbor kid 
who we can get to drive us. Yeah. Yeah. It's very like convenient to it the is. plot. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. And a lot of the rest of the deaths are all like oriented around this poor like teen couple who get roped into these shenanigans. Yeah. They're trying to escape not even the girl's father. It's her uncle. John Ritter plays her uncle, the chief of police. Who just doesn't want her to embarrass him by getting pregnant by some hillbilly. And this guy lives in a trailer. He's very hot. Uh, seems like a nice guy. Lives in a trailer. And uh, so the chief of police is like, no, I'm not having this. But he he tries to plant some drugs on the kids. He finds out that they're leaving and tries to plant some drugs in their, in their van. And uh, Chucky and, and Tiffany shoot him in the face with a bunch of nails they're like little nail darts or something this is our pinhead death yeah yeah so he gets this pinhead death scene um and then twist um he's not dead um he comes out and then they stab him they just stab him to death yeah he gets like this cool like wacky death which is the pinhead death and then he gets a pretty straightforward death which makes sense because it doesn't seem like the pins would have killed no. him. So I, it does seem like a little bit of closure that he actually does die. They definitely just gave us that first death just for funsies. Just I'll so take we could see Hellraiser. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. And then another cop gets it. Uh, yeah, we get a car explosion. Of course, there's got to be a car explosion. This sidekick henchman um, cop is like, yeah, I'll help you, chief of police, frame these kids Mm because you're paying me and I have nothing else to do, I guess. And so he kind of comes after them and and Chucky and Tiffany are like, we need to get rid of this guy because he's getting in the way of our plans. (laughs) So uh, Chucky goes and lights lights a piece of fabric on fire in his gas um, tank and the car, of course, explodes. It's fine. It's a fine death. Yeah, I love it. I like that there's a good variety of deaths in this one. It's really creative. They they like joke about the deaths not being creative enough <laughs> earlier in the movies, yeah. it seems like. And then uh, actually just have some fucking fun. Like they go saw a little bit, you know. The next one. So our <laughs> teens got married. <laughs> our 17-year-old teen Jade and yeah, her it's a happy ending. 19-year-old boyfriend Jesse get married in niagara falls and they have this there's this couple that's staying at the same hotel that they are and there's a whole deal about this like waterbed suite uh and this is another this is another kill to tiffany because she throws a champagne bottle at the mirrored ceiling that like explodes (laughs) and all the shards like rain down and stab these people in the like all over their body and it explodes their (laughs) waterbed So many explosions. This couple is like having sex. This is right before Chucky and Tiffany have sex. And they've robbed Jesse and Jade of their wallets in the next room. It's a really weird scene when the two couples meet up mm-hmm. th- that they have to do in order for this death to happen. It's like they need it's a little death, shoehorned. Yeah. And then they need a reason to run away, I guess. Right. Yeah. Because they're on the lam because people are like yeah. starting to put together that these kids are potentially linked to these murders. And because I mean, everywhere, everywhere they go, <laughs> someone, someone's them. dying. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's this really funny CGI scene of just shards of glass raining down from the ceiling. <laughs> cutting the couple up it's so extra it's like 
it's so over the top. But I mean, if you're going to do a fun slasher movie with murderous dolls, like they should all be like this. Yeah. And we get another really, really good explosion. We keep having these explosions. <laughs> it's true. It's a totally unnecessary death, but it just takes you by surprise. And it's great. The teenagers uh, have a friend who comes to visit them and say, like, fine, you know, knows where they are because they've told him. And is like, look, I don't think you guys are killing anybody because you're both calling me to find out, like, what the other one's doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're fine. You're probably fine. Turns out he looks around, realizes there's a dead body in their in their truck and the the dolls come to life and it freaks him out. And he runs into the middle of the freeway and gets pancaked by a giant semi he turns into red mist like it's wild it just like it like bursts his body yeah (laughs) it's crazy it it looks terrifying (laughs) and it made me afraid actually to ever like pull over on the freeway (laughs) for a really long time at least it would be fast yeah i just don't want it to happen i feel like the next set of deaths are all just kind of like perfunctory like oh these people need to die because they're like witnesses they're in our way and it's very sad like they need to commandeer this rv um because they need to lose the van because the van's being tracked because everyone knows that these kids are serial killers yeah (laughs) and so um the dolls it's implied that the dolls murder this elderly couple (laughs) so that they can get this rv and then when they make it to the cemetery, they just shoot the grave digger <laughs> in the head. It's one grave digger <laughs> in the middle of the night. Exhuming this body. And it's like, uh, I want to say like nine foot by nine foot hole. It is that he's too big. It's too, the hole is too big in the ground. No one has ever needed to dig that much space. There would be, they'd be running into other caskets. Like this is the thing I don't understand is that like cemeteries are like, they're piled up with bodies, especially on the East coast. Like there's so many dead people over there. Bodies on bodies. I know. I'm pretty sure they must've just done that so that there'd be room for Chucky to run around like in the next few scenes. They needed the setting. Yeah. They needed the space. But yeah, these guys were just innocent by standards and they just get a shot to the head as far as deaths go i think the last couple we get are chucky and tiffany yeah it's all this fight between chucky and tiffany i mean jade and jesse are there as well but with this like standoff between them jesse to protect jade he kind of grabs her in a really awkward way could have totally avoided this but he does get stabbed in the back by Chucky when he throws his knife at him (laughs) and that seems like it's it for Jesse he does make it he does make it okay so he doesn't actually die he doesn't die okay he's alive at the end they kind of walk off together okay it looks like he could have died but I he could have but he doesn't it's very pointless that scene was very pointless. I didn't understand no payoff. why they kept it. I mean, because then she wouldn't have had to be a married woman at 17. Yeah, I know. She could have been a widow at 17. Which would be much better for her, probably. But uh, Chucky gets killed by Tiffany, actually, in a twist, which I think is fair. And I feel like they've kind of... It's not too much of a shocker. Like, Tiffany is very romantic, has these, you know, romantic ideals about what her relationship would be like with Chucky. And it's just not accurate. Mm-hmm. And Chucky's an asshole. He's been an asshole this whole time mm-hmm. to everybody, especially women. Um, and she kind of realizes 
that when Chucky doesn't give a shit about her at the end of the movie um, in the final trade between women. (laughs) (laughs) And so she stabs him. Uh, She stabs him and uh, and then he ends up getting shot by Jade later on as well. This is not satisfying to me. Because he gets destroyed at the end of all of the other movies. And this one, I'm like, okay, so you got stabbed and shot. Like, you still got, like, an hour left of movie in you, Chuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. you didn't get melted and then exploded. Like, yeah. I think that you could still hang on. Yeah. They didn't make a complete mess of you like they did in the other movies. Possibly that's because we've had Tiffany now. We've had a lot of cool payoff with Tiffany. Like, she gets thrown in the oven and Chucky then stabs her. You know, mm-hmm. Tiffany gets it also after after Chucky gets it. It's, it's right. Because they, they never, they're never quite dead. They keep coming back. Not quite dead in this franchise, definitively. <laughs> no kidding. <sighs> and, and this totally fried-looking Tiffany doll, like – Definitely <laughs> looks like she is already crossed the threshold into death's abode at this point when this cop is like, like rapidly rap knocking on her body to like see if she's alive or not. Um, and then she does have this like gasp as she like ejects this gruesome baby out of her. Yeah. And, and I, it, I think she dies at the end of this. I couldn't tell. She might just pass out. I couldn't tell if it was her like last yeah. effort in life and then she was dying or if, she, yeah, if she was passing just out. last effort in childbirth. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like the cop is maybe going to die by seat of Chucky though. Yeah. Because the little baby jumps in his face. It like bites his cheek. Yeah. And, and then, then it's credits. It's straight to credits. credits yeah. <laughs> so he might be dead. I actually can't remember. I guess we'll find out. If Tiffany died in this movie, that's 14 deaths, which is more than in any other Chucky movie we've seen so far. This is a lot of death. It's a lot. It felt like a lot as we were watching it. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever kept track. (laughs) And I was surprised. They have two people murdering, though. They do, yeah. So it does feel like it scales. Yeah, it feels like it scales. (laughs) Oh, man. But I think they must have known this was going to be a hit because they were like, yep, Chucky's having a baby. I know. (laughs) We're ready for the next one. They set it up immediately for a sequel. And I really thought that they would hold off on that payoff for another movie but they just gave it to us that it was happening which i remember being so excited for as a i kid. bet you were <laughs> i was stoked and let me tell you was let down <laughs> i've heard that seed of chucky is maybe not so good but i guess we'll get to that one in a we'll mini sode yeah we'll let you guys skip that one and you can listen to our 15 minute recap on it so you don't have to suffer through it so kate i think you know where i sit on rewatchability for this movie. Of course. <laughs> I've already seen it at least, I want to say at least 20 times in my life. Wow. That's like a low, that's a low bet, I'm going to say. I, I, I mean, I watched it at least five, five times mm-hmm. the first time I rented it. So, yeah. So, I, I, I can rewatch this. So you're a thumbs up. Fucking movie. I'm a thumbs up too. This is a good movie. I, oh, I, would, I would rewatch this for sure. You're not just saying I'm that. not just saying this. I <laughs> genuinely would rewatch this one. This one was good. I, I say that I think that so far you don't need to have seen the first three to watch no. this one. You could just go straight into this one and have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Let's take a short break. And then when we come back, we'll do some Mad Libs and hear some predictions. Sounds great. 
And we're back, and I am ready, if nervous, for some Mad Libs. <laughs> yeah, so Kate's already given me her submissions for our Bride of Chucky Mad Libs. Now, this is a selection of Chucky taglines or catchphrases from the movie. Usually we do three. This time I did four because we just had so many good ones Ooh. from Miss Tiff. So... um you're you're gonna get a few from her actually all right let's start off though with a tagline for this movie okay this easter brad pitt gets metallic uh this summer chucky gets a playmate oh you're so close that's chucky gets a playmate actually is one of the taglines <sighs> okay but specifically they referred to halloween because it came out around okay halloween. yeah that makes sense this halloween chucky gets lucky oh they love rhymes <laughs> yes they yeah, do. yeah. <laughs> it's child's play yeah <laughs> rob zombie slice your toe out barbie eat your heart out yes <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite Tiffany lines. I liked that one. That yeah. was fun. She's so hot and she's just like, I'm so much better looking I'm than Barbie. Big 90s resurgence with the Barbie dolls too. Yeah. yeah. Another good like pop culture reference. Yeah. Yeah. I'll kick anybody, but I'll only draw with notebooks I like. I'll kill anybody, but I'll only sleep with someone I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that quote from her. Um, actually, in the soundtrack, Graham Revelle does a remix, like end title, whatever, oh, okay. music, whatever. And they incorporate a few of her quotes. And that's one oh, of them. Nice. Yeah, yeah, into the remix. Last one. Okay. Another Tiffany quote. Okay. All the colorful sponges are danced Oh my gosh. I'm going to just have to get something random. All the pretty girls are dead. No. It's not even anything. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is, is Chucky? What is the Chucky doll again? What kind of toy? Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. All the good guys are taken. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her quips are so good. And now it's time. My mostly inaccurate predictions <laughs> <laughs> and now what are you gonna do <laughs> it's all downhill from here i'm going back to where i came from i genuinely thought that the next movie was going to have this baby being born and really thought that was going to be a win for my predictions and then they went ahead and put that in this movie and so now i'm just going to start over so my guess is that in seed of chucky Tiffany is raising, you know, their baby Chucky, and she does not like being a single mom. So she voodoo's Chuck back to life. And it is a family road trip movie where the three of them go state to state killing people. Oh, man, I really love that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong. That's all right. <laughs> Well, you guys will find out in our next mini-sode, our next Chuck Notes version of Seed of Chucky, uh, if Kate was right or not. We'll see. Probably not, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Catch you guys later. Have a good one. This was Not Quite Dead. Check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Not Quite Dead Podcast. 
and on Twitter at NQD underscore podcast. Follow our blog for bonus content at notquitedeadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And happy watching. feel like Pinocchio here. Wait. What? 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 Have you got a rubber? Have I got a rubber? Yeah. Tiff! What? Look at me! Oh. I'm all rubber! Oh, that's right. Wait, I, I thought you were plastic.